And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, a Saskatchewan company may be part of the revitalization of the Port of Churchill. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative. McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results online at mcdougallauction.com. And South Country Equipment, your one stop for great service and a selection of agricultural, precision ag and lawn and garden products. A rural municipal councillor wants changes at an intersection where a tragic crash Friday claimed the lives of 15 people from the Humboldt Broncos. The Broncos team bus was on Highway 35 when hit by a semi-trailer at the intersection of Highway 335. Councillor Dale Pogamiller with the arm of Connaught says Highway 335 has stop signs with flashing warning lights at the intersection with Highway 35 but no rumble strips. He will try to get rumble strips on Highway 335 in an effort to improve the safety at the deadly intersection near Tisdale. A coalition of northern Manitoba interests hopes to combine with AGT Foods of Regina and link with Toronto-based investment group Fairfax Financial to revitalize the port of Churchill. Severe flooding last year knocked out the rail line and Omnitrax has put it up for sale after being unable to restore service on the line. Churchill Mayor Mike Spence says AGT Foods of Regina is a growing company. As we know, we know what AGT is all about. Naturally, they've got a, a proven track record uh, that they've exported their, uh, their lentils and, and uh, uh, products like that to, uh, to destinations uh, across the world. And that's, that's part of the mix. Earlier, the federal government appointed a mediator to work with the parties on the condition that there would be one entity negotiating to take ownership of the port and railway. Following a meeting of the Hudson Bay Root Lobby Group last week, Spence said northern communities have joined forces. From uh, OC and right up to Churchill, and including the Kivla communities, we are uh, engaged with discussions with the, with the federal government, as you know, and uh, Fairfax Financial and AG&T in terms of the ownership structure uh, that, uh, that will become a real reality to make sure that uh, build this prosperity so that we have uh, a reliable rail line and a port uh, into the future. Spence used the phrase building a nation within a region to describe a vision for northern Manitoba. We've got, uh, like I said, the, we've got, expert, we've got uh, expertise that are involved in this and we're looking forward to uh, to finalizing an agreement in the play. Mike Spence is the mayor of Churchill, Manitoba. After showing some signs of improvement last month, grain rail service may be reaching another peak. The latest number of the Ag Transport Coalition shows the two railways supplied a combined 69% of hopper car orders in Grain Week 35. That's just slightly better than the previous week's number of 67%. CN saw its numbers decline to 69% compared to 76% in Shipping Week 34. CP Rail increased to 69%, only the second time it's been above 60% in the last six weeks. Another complicating factor is the potential for a labour dispute at CP Rail. The Teamsters Union announced last Friday that 94% of conductors and engineers have voted in favour of a strike, if necessary. April 21st is the earliest that the 3,000 CP conductors and engineers could walk off the job. If that happens, it would be the third strike in six years at CP Rail. The union says the company continues to make staffing cuts even with rising profits. It adds issues such as workplace safety and crew fatigue are not being resolved. The previous collective agreement with CP Rail expired three months ago. We spoke to Ian Boxall, a Tisdale area farmer who's vice president of the Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan. 
He says a strike at CP Rail would be a disaster. We need to get this backlog done before this year's crop comes in. Already at an all-time high, we need 10,500 cars a week, right, from now till the end of August to get the current crop year shipped out. So any disruption in that will be catastrophic to this coming year's crop. Boxall doesn't have many kind things to say about CP Rail management. The employees within the union have the right to do this, and obviously I believe some of this weighs on management. It's not the staff, right? We've never had an issue with the CP staff. This is obviously management decisions that have forced the union and their employees to get to this point, right? From his perspective, Boxall says CN has done a much better job in trying to deal with the grain backlog. Well, I think CN has always been good at communication. They always have. The last number of years that I've been involved in farm policy, CN has always been, wi- been willing to engage in conversation, no matter how bad the service has been, going right back to 1314. We've never heard nothing from CP. So they need to step up their ability on the public engagement on what they're doing and how they're going to fix all this. The next round of talks between CP Rail and the Teamsters is tentatively set for next Monday, April 16th. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. A University of Saskatchewan professor says it's impossible to predict how a U.S.-China trade war would affect Canada. Peter Phillips, professor at the Johnson Shoyama Graduate School of Public Policy, says at this point the two countries are shadowboxing, but all tariffs may not come to fruition. As for how it might affect Saskatchewan, there's two hypothetical scenarios. He says the first could be an opening for more Canadian exports. I noticed that the soy producers are excited that they think they can they can squeeze into that market. But uh, from Saskatchewan's perspective, we're, we send a lot of oil seeds, we send a lot of peas, uh, we send potash, and we send wood pulp. Those are the big five. On the other side, if China is locked out of the States, it could create more competition by moving to work with Canada. Phillips says all countries do better maintaining good trade relationships and avoid head-on attacks. A number of details need to be worked out before crop dusters in Saskatchewan are able to help fight wildfires in hard-to-reach locations. A program is being developed by the provincial government to supply a quick-action air response to a prairie fire. 26 aerial applicators participated in a two-day training program in Prince Albert in February. It was led by a U.S. specialist on single-engine air tanker firefighting. Michael Yehulinitsky is an aerial applicator from Yorkton. He says a few more issues need to be resolved. There would need to be the process of a 911 call gets made, so there's a fire. It's out of control. The farmer or whoever can't handle it. Then it's up to the fire department or emergency measures or the provincial fire office or, you know, what's the chain of command to uh, send out or get us involved? And then, of course, who's paying and on and on, you know. Yehonitsky says aerial applicators can play a role in dealing with difficult fires. Vehicles may not be able to access certain areas. Farmers may not be able to get out with cultivators. And yet you have a, a high fuel load above a very wet ground. Aircraft could be very effective using retardant in, in containing a fire and protecting uh, you know, yards or built-up areas. Yahil Nitsky considers it more of a community service instead of a money-making venture. We're not looking at it as a huge revenue. I mean, I, I really think it's more of a, a community thing to have ability to augment the firefighting services and to be able to, you know, ensure that we have a better ability to protect our properties and our communities. 
Training is currently being developed for interested fire departments on how to communicate with the pilot in the area when they're activated. Not only was March snowy, it was cold. Take it from Environment Canada's John Paul Craig, who says things in Regina were a lot colder than they typically are. Uh, Regina saw temperatures about three and a half degrees colder than average through the month, month of March. Um, and so it really has been a winter that's lingered. Craig says areas of the province also experienced record snowfall, as parts of the province saw more snowfall then than they did from October 2017 to February 2018. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson Hollis Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market Update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were moving up in early trading this morning. Oats increased $2.33 at $150.37. Number one red spring wheat rose six twenty at two forty three zero two. The rest were unchanged. Durham two hundred sixty dollars and eight cents. Feed barley one ninety seven sixty three. Canola four ninety nine twenty four. Flax four sixty two eighty four. Yellow peas two forty four fifty four. Feed wheat one eighty nine fifty eight. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, May spring wheat is up 17 cents at 6.24 and a half cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-5358 or Weyburn 842-4574. Heartland Livestock Market Report. Donnie Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards. Cow market was positive this week. We averaged 88.80 in all the kill cows in our Tuesday sale. We did have some high-quality cows, some fed cows at 91 to 95, sales up as high as a dollar per pound. On the bread sales, some middle-aged, pretty decent kind of middle-aged cows, 1,600 to 2,000. Some cows with a touch of age, but usable at 1,400 to 1,600. Pairs sold as high as 2,300. We had bread cattle in both Tuesday and Thursday sales. The bull sales across the country were pretty steady and active. We were out at the Doug Ferguson Red Angus Bull Sale, Walsh, Alberta. He averaged 45.80 and sold all of his bulls. Kevin Taylor's Red Angus Bull Sale on Thursday. Uh, he averaged 51.16 and sold all his bulls. And the Bryce Burnett uh, Bull Sale right here just south of town at Swift Current. Uh, he averaged 46.50 on his Black Angus Bulls with a handful of reds. Uh, they passed one, so pretty solid, solid bull sales throughout the week. Uh, the feeder cattle futures continued to be in some uh, concern with some worries about trade wars between China and the United States and pork getting backed up. Uh, certainly, uh, our expectations are we see some green grass and, uh, and see some time on this. Things will look a little bit rosier. But that's the way it is in cattle country, Heartland Swift Current. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,800 hogs Friday, selling a range of 106 to 130 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,000 head, selling a range of 106 to 129 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Friday, April 6th are Maple Leaf Sig 5, 121.54, Ham's Cash, 120.04, Thunder Creek Brickle, 130.85, and High Life, $132.02 per CKG. 
Ham's cash hog price today is up before work contract prices opened up this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was up 7 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.2764. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 78.57 cents US. U.S. cash markets finished last week sharply lower, as the hog supply remains large at the same time packer demand has become more cautious. Wholesale pork prices are at their lowest level since the spring of 2015, and when combined with a significant increase in packer operating margins, they have pressured hog prices to their lowest level in about 18 months. Lean hog futures opened higher this morning and are providing a good hedging opportunity for the September to December period where forward prices are currently valued the same or higher than cash prices experienced in this time frame for the last two years. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, mainly cloudy, 30% chance of light snow, the high minus 1 today, fog patches overnight, the low minus 11. Tuesday, partly cloudy, fog patches early in the morning, the high plus 2 tomorrow, finally melting, chance of evening flurries and the low minus 4. Wednesday, snow is in the forecast with a high of plus 1, the low minus 7. Thursday, partly cloudy, the high plus 1, the low minus 11. Friday, sunny, the high minus 2, the low minus 7. Saturday, sunny with a high plus 7, the low minus 3. Sunday, sunny, the high plus 11. The normal high for this time of year is plus 10. The normal low, minus 3. The sun rose at 618 this morning. It sets at 742 tonight. Around the province, Estevan minus 4. Saskatoon and Swift Current both minus 2. Weyburn and Yorkton both minus 4. In Regina, with light snow, it's minus 4. That's 25 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south-southeast at 19, giving a wind chill of minus 10 right now. Humidity is 82%. The barometer dropping 102.4. Cloudy moose jaw minus 1, west-southwest at 18. Once again, Regina, light snow and minus 4. That's 25 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.